0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. This is St. Louis Public Radio. It's Thursday, April 29th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. St. Louis's MLS team is starting a free youth academy this fall. The program is part of an effort to make access to high-level soccer
1: more equitable. Having that opportunity now now here to, to build something from scratch, I think to get that foundation right is our our key thing because it, it can change I would I would say actually can change people's life.
0: In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake reports nearly 300 teens are competing to be the future of St. Louis soccer. The Missouri Senate has voted down two attempts to fund Medicaid expansion. Sebastian Martinez-Valdivia reports. Senate Minority Leader John Rizzo, a Democrat from Independence, proposed two separate amendments to add funding for voter-approved expansion into spending bills. The Senate rejected both amendments, which would have added the amount Governor Mike Parson requested in his proposed budget. Democrats argued the legislature has an obligation to fund expansion after voters added it to the state constitution in August. Some Republicans joined Democrats in voting for expansion funding, including Senate Majority Leader Caleb Rowden of Columbia. We will have to fund this population, sooner than later, whether it's now or, or in a few months uh, in a special session with a, a supplemental. And I, I'm not sure there's anybody who really disagrees with that statement. Senators from both parties agreed there will likely be a legal challenge once the budget is signed into law. I'm Sebastián Martínez Valdivia. St. Louis faith leaders say they do not want guns in their houses of worship. A bill making its way through the Missouri Senate would allow people to carry concealed weapons into churches, St. Louis Archbishop Mitchell Rozanski says there needs to be a bipartisan effort to celebrate life instead of adding more guns. We need to work against the violence that we see making headlines daily and not invite the very weapons that make those headlines into our places of worship. Republican Representative Ben Baker of Neosho proposed the amendment allowing guns in churches. He says it still gives religious institutions the right to post signs on their property to prohibit guns. St. Louis city and county officials plan to lift some coronavirus-related restrictions as early as next week. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah reports officials say new rules will be based on updated guidelines from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention.
2: New CDC recommendations allow fully vaccinated people to, among other things, gather outside in small groups without masks. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page says county and St. Louis officials are working to create a consistent set of rules based on that guidance but doctors warn against lifting public health measures, such as mask orders and limits on crowd sizes. Dr. Alex Garza is the head of the St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force. He says officials should hold off on making changes because coronavirus variants are circulating and not enough people have received the COVID-19 vaccine. It's
0: too soon to abandon those proven steps that have helped prevent the spread of the
2: virus. Nearly 30 percent of St. Louis residents and 40 percent of St. Louis County residents have received at least one dose of the vaccine. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Washington University students will have to be vaccinated in order to attend classes in the fall. Chancellor Andrew Martin says the requirement will allow for the, quote, safest possible environment on campus. The private university is the first college in Missouri to require students to be vaccinated during the pandemic. The Chronicle of Higher Education reports about 200 colleges in mostly liberal leaning states will require students to be vaccinated against COVID 19. <music> St. Louis's Major League Soccer team will not begin play until 2023, but it's already working to develop local teens into future stars. St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake reports a new youth academy will be free, which eliminates costs that have been barriers for some parents and young talent.
2: It's a cloudy overcast day when dozens of teenage boys take to Plummer Family Parks Field in Edwardsville. They're trying out for St. Louis City SC's youth academy, and they're hustling. It's their shot at fast-tracking their soccer career to become a pro. The pandemic delayed St. Louis City SC's first season until 2023, so the organization is focusing on starting its youth academy. Sporting director Lutz Vandenstiel calls it a pipeline of homegrown talent.
1: Having that opportunity now now here to, to build something from scratch, I think to get that foundation right is our, our key thing because it, it can change. I would would say actually can change people's life.
2: One of the hopefuls hustling on Plumbers Field at Edwardsville is 16-year-old Axton Anab. He started playing soccer when he was four years old. I think I'm trying to uh, advance in level when it comes to soccer. I really like the sport, trying to play at a higher level and just work harder for myself. Axton's dad, Benjamin, hopes he'll make the cut. Benjamin says youth soccer is much different than where he grew up in Ghana, playing pickup games.
0: Your parents do not have to be making a certain amount of income to be able to enroll to play in soccer, right? So in the U.S., you realize that it is much more organized, but with such organization comes a prize.
2: Steep club fees are prevalent in St. Louis's top youth leagues. Parents often pay thousands of dollars a year for their kids to play. And while club fees aren't a financial burden for Benjamin and his wife, supporting Axton's dream costs in other ways.
0: The sacrifices are just enormous. It is just big. It is a big deal. Um, time, money, um, risk, traveling.
2: Scores of families like the Anams make sacrifices for their kids to play. Jeff Muir is the director of player development for the Missouri Youth Soccer Association. He coaches over 500 Missouri kids in his Olympic training program. Too often, he says, kids are excluded from the game solely based on their parents' income rather than talent.
0: That is should never, ever happen in, in our community, in our country where we've got so many resources. Um, unfortunately, you know, soccer, youth soccer, youth sports in general has become, there's a huge business element to it
2: elite leagues need to maintain fields and pay for equipment, travel, and coaches. ESPN's lead soccer analyst Taylor Twelman knows the local pay-to-play system well. He's a native St. Louisan and a former MLS and U.S. national team player. Twelman says St. Louis is a fractured region, starkly divided by income, which often determines who has access to elite soccer programs. You have to develop the inner city, you have to develop the underdeveloped
1: parts of St. Louis in order for this thing to really work, for this thing to really prosper. St.
2: Louisans like to think of the region as the soccer capital of the U.S. But the disparities are so great that Lutz and Steele from St. Louis City SC says it'll take five to seven years to develop equitable access to the sport in the region.
1: But I think we do have the time, we have, have to be patient. And I think we have a great ownership group which is patient about that and very passionate when it comes to, 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 to creating young talent here, local talent.
2: Back on the field in Edwardsville, Vanishdale's eyes dart between gray shirts and neon yellow pennies in the scrimmage. Nearly 250 boys are competing in the open tryouts over a few weekends. That group will be whittled down to 46 players. Jill says he hopes to sign at least one of those boys to be on St. Louis's pro team in time for its first match in two years.
1: It would be a strong big message uh, to the future of the club if you know if we really show straight away with our first uh, team which, which plays MLS that we having already some local boys from our academy involved. The
2: youth teams hit the pitch this August until then it's time for kids in Edwardsville to pack up and wait to hear if they made the team. I'm Kayla Drake, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: The last open session for the St. Louis City SC Youth Academy is Saturday at Cardinal Ritter High School in St. Louis. People can sign up online. Only boys 15 and 16 years old qualify. Our Brian Heffernan edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis Public Radio is a service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.